0: excited to share my interview with Zach Messler with all of you. His message is simple. No matter what your industry, no matter your size, your buyers have changed. They've tasted empowerment and they're never going back. What does that mean to you? It means that all of your messaging that worked just a few years ago, none of it resonates any longer. This is where Zach comes in. Zach spent two decades in product marketing for technology, teaching non-technical sales pros to explain complex software to executive buyers. He's a translator. It's where he developed a simple methodology to make any message clear, compelling, and convincing. We talk a lot about that methodology in our conversation, and he turns the tables on me and asks me a few questions about my philosophy around purpose. I hope you enjoy it. It's filled with lots of laughter, but it's jam-packed with great information.
1: Imagine how your life and business would look if both were aligned with your purpose. You would find clarity and confidence in decision-making, set boundaries to keep you focused, and take intentional actions which move you closer to achieving personal and professional goals. Your host, Amy Austin, is a successful entrepreneur, coach, speaker, and brand strategist. With marketing and branding experience spanning over 20 years for service industries such as healthcare, software, and entertainment, Amy guides you and your business towards uncovering your purpose and the true foundation of your brand, and brings it to life in marketing strategies that educate, engage, and empower. The Pursuit of Purpose explores how to put your unique purpose to work, building an authentic and successful service-driven brand. Each week, Amy will bring you practical advice to help you live your life and grow your business with purpose.
0: So hi, Zach, how are you doing today?
2: I'm great, how are you, Amy?
0: I'm fabulous, I'm excited for our conversation. So tell me a little bit about yourself and the killer message.
2: Ah, the killer message, yeah, well, sure. So I'm a product marketer by trade. I spent 20 years in product marketing for B2B tech And what that means was I was a translator, so I'm working with really complex technology and I need to help salespeople approach a non-technical market and get them to be interested, wanna buy this complex tech. And so it was coming up with the right words, coming up with the right approaches, and really connecting the audience with the value of the product. And about, two years ago or so, I decided I, I really wanted to help a lot more people than just a couple hundred sale, a couple hundred salespeople. So I jumped. So I started my own company and now I am a messaging and marketing advisor for small businesses and entrepreneurs. And I help them uncover their killer message so they sell more stuff.
0: Great. Tell me a little bit about the formula you use for the, for the killer message.
2: Oh, sure. So killer message, there are lots, this could be an hour discussion on its own. There are lots and lots of layers to creating a killer message, but it is truly at the core about connecting the core value of your product with the core value of your audience. And so the way that I start with clients is we just ask, we really answer three questions. So when you think about a product or a service, whatever your offering is, what is it? What is it? What does it do? And why does it matter? Why does it matter to your target audience? Or why should it matter to your target audience? And by answering these questions, we are really organically, we get to a point where we are connecting that core value of your product with the core value of your audience. There's, of course, there's more nuance to it. It's a little deeper than that. Of but, course. But, but that's essentially what we do.
0: So, do you feel like or how do you feel that purpose factors into that especially in that core value component of it is do you feel like your clients really understand the purpose well and that that helps translate how they develop out that product messaging and even the product itself
2: so the the purpose is ultimately important because when you think about the why it matters, like you there's a whole bunch of stuff. I'm sure everyone listening has heard of Simon Sinek. And Simon oh, yeah. Sinek. If they
0: listen to me frequently. Yeah, they I mean, the you know,
2: he, wasn't, he wasn't necessarily the first person to say this. He's certainly the most well known. Start with why. Um, why it matters we get into purpose, why it matters really is purpose why should anybody care about this thing nobody's going to care about whatever you have because it's going to save them money they they may but it's not about saving money it's about what that means to them i always tell clients it's it's uh, it's taking things to the next level you know in sales messaging you hear all the time i just actually had a comment on a linkedin post the other day uh, about this very thing people don't want the the quarter inch drill or quarter inch drill bit, they want the quarter inch hole. And no, they don't. They don't want the quarter inch hole. They want two things. They want, maybe they want the, the satisfaction that they were able to secure their own built ins in their house. Or they, they want the, the safety, the confidence that that built in is secure so that when their kid climbs up to get the Hershey bar stash on the top shelf, the thing doesn't fall on top of them. That's what they care about. That's the purpose of that drill for that person is safety. It's not necessarily, oh, I, I want a, a hole in my wall. No. So purpose is ultimately important for this exercise.
0: Right. And I think you know you just tapped on, on the idea that you need to understand what their deeper problem is that they're solving with the use of that drill it's not the functionality of the drill, it's the secondary underlying issue of why they need that drill
2: exactly, and it's speaking that those words and speaking that language like you could say, use this drill to increase safety in your house well, okay, it's true, but that doesn't I don't feel that because when I'm securing this, yeah, I'm thinking about the safety of my kids but I'm not thinking about it like that. I'm thinking, I don't want this thing to fall on my kids. I don't want my kids to get hurt. Right. That's safety, but I don't want my kids to get hurt. Right. That's it's way more, more powerful.
0: Yeah, it's a much more specific type of safety that they're needing, and they're not defining it at the, in the moment as safety. They're just, like you said, I need to protect my kids and that this doesn't fall over.
2: Yeah, exactly. Or
0: fall over on anybody that happens to be trying to get the Hershey bar stashed on the top shelf.
2: Exactly.
0: Because, you know, as we established before we started talking, that could very well be me since I'm only five foot two, right? <laughs> when you start working with a client, do you, um, do you feel that they understand their audience very well at the time or is that a disconnect as well? Because I find that sometimes... When I ask them who their audience is, it's like, oh, well, I could be, I could serve everybody.
2: Yeah, I've had that before. I can serve everybody or anybody. Sometimes people, clients, think they know their audience, but we start doing a little bit of research, and they realize that they don't know their audience as well as they really could. You know, the the way social media is today, you, can, I, I stalk people, and I, I, and I teach my clients to do that too. And it's not stalking to be creepy. It's to uncover language. You know, the the most important thing with understanding your audience is understanding not just their needs and what they're looking for, but how they talk about those things. Right. The words that they use to explain things. It's like that same difference between improve safety or, um, you know, make sure my kids don't get hurt. I mean, they mean the same thing, but they don't, not to your audience.
0: Right. Right. So when you say you, tell, you teach them to stalk <laughs> what well, how do they respond to that when you when you say that
2: oh it's always like tongue in cheek but it's, <laughs> you know it's 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 like you know if you if you know someone is within your target audience right I, so i i have my clients spend at least 15 minutes a day focusing on audience research and all that means is if you know the name of one of your either a client or someone who you know is within your target audience, look them up. Look them up on Facebook. Look them up on LinkedIn. See the words that they're using to describe certain things. And it's not, like I said, it's not meant to be creepy. You're not really stalking. Uh, it's, it's important just to understand the words that they use. And if you keep track of those words across over time, and look at different people within your audience over time, you start to see trends. You start to see words bubble up. You know, one of the things I've never actually done this, but I've told people we should do this is I'm sure there are, you know, the word cloud.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm
2: sure that there are tools online where you can create word clouds. And what I want to do is take a bunch of research where we've been doing this for a couple of months. We have you know, 50, 60 lines within a spreadsheet of all these different words that explain a particular problem or challenge or even hope or dream, pop that into a word cloud and see the most important words that bubble up. Those are the words then that you use in your killer message.
0: Yeah, that would be really powerful to do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You take your audience's words in and then you throw it back at them. Right. When you do that, what, that's, what ha- that's when you start getting emails back like, oh my gosh, Amy, you're in my head. I can't believe this. And what you're doing is, and it, it seems kind of ingenuine, but it's not. But you're, you're creating this killer message. You're building a trust with just some words, because people then see, "Hey, this person understands me. This person gets my my challenges, understands my needs, gets me." And you want to do business with people that get you.
0: Exactly, exactly. You're gonna be you're gonna be speaking their language at a level that is much more in tune with them than what you would if you were just trying to kind of guess what you think they're.
2: That's right. Going to say that's right. And then the other thing about this is. Nobody does this. You know, people say they do this but very few people take the time to do this type of research and it's it's not that hard, it just takes time.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm. It is I can see where it would be an extra layer that unfortunately I think in a lot of the work that you and I tend to do for our clients becomes something that they t- want to gloss over. You know, they don't they they just want to get to the result and get to tell me what my message is. Or tell me what my brand is, and not do that heavy lifting of work that co- sometimes comes off as being kind of busy work to them, but it really is so foundational to to everything that they're going to do going forward.
2: Absolutely, especially in regards to any type of messaging. You know what what you're saying, how you're saying it. Absolutely.
0: Exactly. So that okay. leads me to. To um, an example, I wanted to have you kind of play off of for me. I was in a networking group this, meeting, this week, and we were talking about different challenges that we all face in our business. And one of our, one of our members said, you know, I have this prospect list of people that I really would like to work with, but I don't know how to go in and start a conversation with them. What would have been your advice to her?
2: Understand the audience first. You have this list of people. See, see who the, who they are. Understand them a little better. And again, not stalk them, but not stalk them in the sense of of you know creepy way. Where oh, I I see that um, you know Cindy here has two kids, and oh, they went to Florida last week, and they like no, no, no not like that. But how are they talking about the things that they love? How are they talking about the things that are difficult for them? What are the things that are difficult for them? You know, it's it's striking up a bond as a person, as a human, and not looking at that person as, oh, like you said, I have this list of people, this list of prospects. Stop looking at them as a list of prospects first and look at them as people. Understand their, their challenges, their hopes, their pains, their dreams, what they love, what they hate. Strike up a conversation now, if you're doing like a cold call, which we talked about before the call, I, I hate cold calls. Yeah me too. You know you, you don't have the time on a cold call to to shoot the stuff, you know. Um, if you understand your audience and know their motivations and know their challenges, you're in a better position to say the right thing, especially if you also know your product or offering, I should say, Sure. And you know how that offering addresses those pains, how this offering uh, enhances or improves the chance of these dreams happening, connecting the two.
0: Exactly, and then speaking to what that underlying problem is that your solution solves for them. Exactly. Rather than just what that surface problem is.
2: Exactly.
0: Like, I need a drill, but no, really, why do you need the drill? Going back exactly. to our analogy before.
2: Exactly. And you find those words, going back to that analogy before, you only find those words by doing the research. And if you don't do the research, then you say, oh, we can improve safety. Exactly. Well, I and don't... what they
0: really want to know is, I want to know that this thing is going to secure this to my wall and it won't fall off.
2: And taking it even deeper from th- than that. I have little kids that love to climb. I don't want my kids to get hurt climbing exactly. on my furniture.
0: Yeah, just really map it out of what, how are they going to use this, why do they need to use it, and what is the result of their use of it?
2: In their words.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so tell me a bit about obstacles that that your clients run into when it comes to creating that killer message. What are the things that, that you see that just repeatedly come up as a barrier for them to be able to get really clear on that message that they're trying to create?
2: Sure. The, the number one thing, and this is an easy answer, the number one thing is context. It's, it's, and this, uh, again, dives into the audience research and the importance of understanding how your audience speaks. It's, it's, I say a lot. understanding your audience isn't enough, become your audience. Context is the missing piece. You you hear so much about the really the problem-solution approach to messaging, and that used to work, but it doesn't work alone anymore. Um, People think it does, but it does when you're already addressing an audience that has that problem and is looking for a solution. Excuse me, hit the mic and is looking for a solution. But your entire target audience includes people that are unaware they have a problem. And if they're unaware they have a problem and you're just marketing or selling the problem, then you're not hitting that that audience because they don't think they have a problem. Context is what brings it in. Context is, that's that piece that builds the trust. That's that piece that pulls people in. And it can be something like, if i'm thinking about the drill bit thing picture this you 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 have an incredible stash of hershey bars from around the world you're to to keep it safe from the the fingers and the bellies of your kids you put it up high on a shelf where you know they'll never look you know they'll never find it but what you didn't know is your four-year-old saw you go up there and sneak one the other day when you didn't think they were looking. And when you're not there, what happens when he starts to climb up the shelf? And then, you know, yep. enter, enter, blah, 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 blah drills help you, but d- 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 yep. you know, help you secure your, your shelving so that your kids are safe from harm.
0: Yep. So well, when that stash is identified.
2: <laughs> exactly. So the context, now I'm speaking to people with little kids. That's really, my market is people with little kids that have furniture in, mm-hmm. in that example. Maybe people with Hershey bar collections, who knows? <laughs> but but that, you know, if I were to start with the problem and just say something like, you have shelves, and they're not they're not as secure as they could be, improve the safety by blah 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 drills, that doesn't go as far. Right it's missing the context. Whereas well,
0: it's missing the impact of
2: well, that's and that's what context yeah. does. That's what context does. Because now all of a sudden it's I'm gonna take a slight detour. So when I, I talk about messaging for to have that killer message it has to be three things, it has to be clear, it has to be compelling, and it has to be convincing. And without the context up front, it's the killer C's, look at this, without Mm -hmm. the context, without that context up front, you're not gonna be compelling, and you're not gonna be as convincing for the entire range of your audience.
0: Right, right. Well, and I think, you know, my background is, is very much in healthcare, and what you were saying about context, and if, if they don't know they have a problem, I mean, that, that's a challenge that, that we faced all the time in developing messaging around healthcare because you know when I started in the industry, people asked me, what are you doing? Promoting people getting sick? And I'm like, ah, uh, no, no. <laughs> but what I am doing, though, is making sure that they are aware Of what's available to them so that when they do need those services, they can make a more informed decision about who they want to see, where they want to go, and feel good about that and not be worried about it. Because if they are in a point where they need a hospital, they're already in a situation where they've got enough worry on their plates as it is. If they know ahead of time that you know, X, Y, Z hospital is the best for cardiac care. And now they're faced with a cardiac episode themselves. They're going to feel better when their doctor refers them to that hospital for whatever procedure they might need, because they've already developed some level of awareness about them when they didn't need them.
2: Yeah. Well, and with healthcare, when you don't need it is a good time to be educated on these exactly, things.
0: Exactly, exactly. And you know, I've gotten to the point where I really feel like that in messaging and in any strategy that you're putting together, you should look at how are you educating people, you know, your audience. How are you engaging them and bringing them into into the story that you want them to understand, and how are you empowering them to make their decisions. And that, you know, that's obviously the call to action, but, but sometimes that empowerment is just knowing ahead of time that if I'm ever in this situation, this is where I want to go. Yeah. You know, I did a lot of work with, with neonatal intensive care units. And let me tell you, when you are at a point where you need to have that, you are not going to be paging through some. Anything, website or anywhere. No, definitely trying to decide where I want to take my baby. But if you have seen messages that are reinforcing the fact that this is the highest level NICU in the area or the region or the state, and now you're pregnant and you may or may not have that issue come up where you need a NICU, you're gonna feel better about the decision that you might make on the fly to say, No, I want to go to this hospital.
2: Going there. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that education, engage, and, and empower is kind of my thing. Of
2: the killer E's, we the, killer in the killer E's, the exactly. killer E's, and the killer
0: C's. <laughs> hey, they're close together in the alphabet too.
2: They rhyme.
0: <laughs> they do. They do. Anything else that that you want to talk about related to purpose and messaging?
2: Well, what what is what's your? I'm gonna turn the tables oh, here.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So, why do you think purpose is so important to that killer message?
0: I think unless you or in the absence of purpose you don't have any ability to know what to say you know i mean i i have I have an index card on my um, right above my computer that is the definitions of purpose
2: oh read them Let's yeah them.
0: it's the reason for which something is done or created, um, it's a person's sense of resolve or determination. And as a verb, it is to have as one's intention or objective. That's if awesome. If you don't have those things going on in, in your business, how on earth are you ever going to be able to have a conversation with, with a prospect, with a colleague, with anyone about what it is that you do because it doesn't set you up on a path to go
2: anywhere. That's absolutely right. And think about, I think about purpose. I, I, for a long time, I didn't really think about my own purpose in, in all this. And once I started thinking about it, well, I love connecting with people. I love connecting people to ideas. And so my purpose is I help people know what to say and how to say it, so they better connect with a buying audience and they sell more stuff.
0: Exactly. And so that
2: drives everything. That drives everything that I do.
0: Yep. And so you use that as kind of that core foundation for your business to va- to then be able to weigh your decisions of am I going to do this or am I not going to do this? How does this fit and serve my purpose? and then in the end serve the people that i work with to be able to further their
2: cause. Absolutely right.
0: Right. So you mentioned Simon Sinek before. So i've done i've done his start with why program and then i've i also facilitate it for people as well if they're interested in finding their why and i do workshops on it but so my why statement is to lead with compassion and an open heart so that others succeed. I like that. And and I use that as, you know, that's, that's my, my gauge of if what I'm doing in this given moment is helping me to be able to lead somebody onto that next step of their definition of success, then I've done what I need to do. And I use my skills and my talents to be able to leverage that, to be able to move them, them forward. And it's why I started this podcast. That and the fact that I'd rather talk than write a blog. So yeah. <laughs> I'm much more consistent with this than I ever was with writing a blog. But so, yeah, I think, I think that understanding that underlying purpose of your business is, is really the foundation. It's the roots to the, the what becomes the tree of your business that's outwardly focused.
2: And then you can take it a step further too by doing the same exercise for your offerings, whether you have one offering or ten. But it's you can have you have different purposes for these different offerings as long as they fall under. This is all product marketing, but as long as they fall under that umbrella of that ultimate purpose.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yep. It's just that little one-off of okay, I'm gonna here's this product and how does it how does it support and further what I need to do with the bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just keep moving those forward. But it's interesting though, how often you'll come across businesses who are like, well, yeah, I got started with for to do this, but now I want to try and do this. And like one is over here in left field and their new idea is over here in right field. And you're like, well, wait a minute. How do they, how do they interconnect? And you know, maybe it, Maybe they don't need to connect completely, but there needs to be some level of bringing it back to that bigger reason. Otherwise, they shouldn't be under the same brand name.
2: That's right. That's right. Well, people like to dive into weeds very quickly and details very quickly. And what I've found in my work, and this goes back to my work even in corporate, is when you bring things up, and look at things at a, at a higher, it's the, the forest for the trees, right? So it's yep. looking at things for, at a higher level. It becomes so much easier then to have these conversations. If you know what this core message is, this ultimate purpose is, and then you, you do 10 different things, when you start a conversation with someone and you're talking up here, you can then, if you, if you do it in the right way, you're going to spur questions. And someone's gonna ask a question, you can know immediately, oh, okay, that ties over here. It becomes almost like a map. That ties over here, I'm gonna start talking about this and this offering, and we're gonna go down here. Whereas you could start the conversation in the same way with someone different, and they wanna talk about this thing over here, this offering over here. If they all connect, They don't have to connect even to each other. It helps, but your offerings don't even necessarily have to connect to each other, but they should be either. You can look at it as under the umbrella or built on this foundation of this purpose.
0: Exactly. When you have that and you understand that purpose, whether it's the umbrella or the foundation, it makes all these decisions that you make about your business. Whether it's messaging decisions or operational decisions or hiring decisions, it makes all of them so much easier because you have a place to go back to and say, does this match? Does this fit? Or does it look like it's the odd man out over here? In which case then maybe you need to reevaluate that.
2: And once you start living that way or or running your business that way, that becomes boom, that just becomes second nature. Exactly. Then you get on a track and you're you're off to the races.
0: Right. Right. And you know, I had a client not too long ago who we did a lot of work around her purpose. And she said, you know, when I went and I took all this work that we had done and I went to our web de- to this web designer and developer that she'd worked with. She goes, it was so much easier for us to put words on the page than what it would have been had we not done that work to begin with.
2: Sure. Absolutely.
0: So if you had a a closing piece of advice to give to someone who is really struggling with coming up with that killer message, what would you tell them to do?
2: One thing I'd probably tell them two things. One, I'd, I'd have them try that exercise. The, what is it? What does it do? Why does it matter? Why does it matter to my buying audience? And I'd have them write out a, a message like a statement that's focused on context problem solution. So when you do this exercise of what it is and what it does, why it matters, you, you have to understand your audience, so you have the context. You know the problem that your, your offering solves. So what's the problem? You know how it solves it. So connect those, context, problem, solution. That's what I do.
0: Great, thank you. I'm sure that someone will take that away with some very good advice there. So Zach, how can somebody reach out to you if they, if they wanted to get in touch with you?
2: Sure, so a few different ways. Uh, First of all, I'm on LinkedIn, Zach Messler. Uh, You could reach me via email, zach at zachmessler.com. I invite anyone listening to the podcast to apply to join The Killer Message. It's a Facebook group for people that want to be better at what to say and how to say it. And that's at thekillermessage.com. You answer three questions, which are crazy, silly, simple, and you're in. Great. That's thekillermessage.com. So those three ways would be great.
0: Fabulous! Would
2: Thank love to you. have a conversation.
0: Absolutely. Well, this was very fun today. Thank you very much, Zach. I appreciate your time, and uh, I hope everybody enjoys listening to our conversation.
2: Yeah, me too. Thanks so much for the opportunity, Amy.
1: This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast, presented by Austin Marketing. For show notes, links, and more, go to www.amyaustinmarketing.com. You can subscribe to the show and leave a rating review on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks for listening.